G'day Trade Our Land, it's Andy here. Now this is episode 49, so we're getting so much closer to the big 5-0. Just amazing how quickly it's come around. Oren and I started this almost two years ago, which is just crazy. The listenership numbers are through the roof. We are so, so appreciative if you just take even two minutes to listen to this bullshit. <laughs> it's two dads talking about everything, but nothing in particular. And it seems to be working. So with it being episode 49, and just me, Andy, with you at the moment, I figured we'd go back to where it all began for episode one. Oren B. Andy G. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, good, good, mate. How are you? Not too shabby. We're officially podcasting. It's 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 been in the works for about a year since the idea came around, and I thought this is a good little thing to try and do because you and I best mates and we live a thousand k's apart we're not gonna, we don't catch up as often as we used to because i used to just pop around to your house for a few beers a couple yeah, of times yeah. a week no, it, was, it, was, it was easy back then it's not so easy now not so easy now so i thought fuck mate this is perfect let's uh do a wee podcast and we can catch up every couple of weeks and at least uh shoot to the shit which uh, yeah, i yeah. think is a good motto talk a lot of rubbish yeah exactly <laughs> like before we, before <laughs> Well, this is this is the part I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. The thing is, you know, before we get into you know who we are and how the podcast came about, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and where the idea originally stemmed from, because there's another reason, is I think that any good publication, much like this podcast, needs a bit of a. I think it needs an introductory jingle. I think that's a must do. And you know, you and I are both musos. You're pretty damn good on the guitar. Yeah, I try. How long have you been playing the guitar for? Oh, on and off for probably 20 years now. 20 years, yeah. yeah. So, I've, I mean, I've been p- playing the piano. My parents put me into piano lessons when I was about three, I think three or four. So I've been yeah, playing the piano. that now, mate. <laughs> That's the thing, though, <laughs> mate. If I, if I was that good at it, why am I not on stage performing, making yeah. millions of dollars, you know? Should um, be. Should be. I'm just, I'm just a home performer. But, I mean, you're, you're a bloody good performer on the guitar. You've been out there. You've done gigs. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been good. It's good. I'd like to do more. I want to get back into doing a few more. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, we're not too far away now with COVID levels changing as well. I suppose that that affects a lot of things too, doesn't it? And there's one other thing just quickly as well, because we're going to go off on so many tangents with this, I promise. Level four in Auckland is down to level three now, you know, at the time that this podcast is going out. And now there is like a bespoke level four just up the road from you. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit close for comfort. 20-minute drive. Yeah, not yeah, far so away. It's scary, man. Some of the kids from that school uh, have been to my daughter's ballet class. Oh, no. So it's pretty close to home, you know. Tell yeah. you, mate, I've been waiting for a long time to come up to Thames for a week's holiday in October. I've been waiting a long time for this. And this COVID <laughs> better not come along and fuck this up for me because I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. I think everybody's in the same boat. Nobody wanted to come back. I tell you, mate, if I've got to spend that week at home, I'm not going to be a happy lad because, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of people to catch up with and a few beers to be had. Fishing, mate. Fishing, we'll have to yeah. go fishing while you're up here. Well, you haven't been <laughs> fishing since I was last there. When was that? June? Yeah, I know. Earlier than June? Uh, it was the 3rd of May that you and I was went fishing. May. Yep. That's how long it's been. Far out. That's a while. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to do that. I'm sure your engine's got a few spiders that need removing. Um, yep. And a few fish that need catching. But yeah, that's it though. Back, I said we'd go on many tangents, and that was the first one. Not that I'm counting. The jingle. So you're an amazing guitarist. I, I can play piano. I've got some harmonicas, which I hardly touch and had to pull one out for this. But we've put a jingle together and we put it together a thousand Ks apart. I've sort of made you the lead singer on it because your singing is way better <laughs> than mine. I might just add. 
yeah, no, it was it was good fun. It was definitely good fun. good fun to do. Took a few weeks to. I didn't think my singing to. was the best on it. I was, I was having a bad. I was actually having a bad day that day. I was having a bit of an off day when I did that singing, but I got it together in the end, and we managed to make something of it anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Now we got there. It was when I when I first wrote it. I think the one that we went with, and you're about to hear it, by the way, we're going to put it on shortly, and this is how we're going to start every every podcast. But originally. I had it in some, I think it was like E flat major was the key or something. And then after that, I thought, why does it need to be such a complicated key? Because the chords were just ridiculous. And I was like, well, let's just yeah. simplify it. Um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. And, um, and I did. And then it took three rewrites. I had to shorten it down by 20 seconds because it was just way too long. And there were three lines in there that didn't need to be in there. <laughs> You know, because the, the, the podcast itself can tell the story that I was trying to tell in the bits of the oh. jingle that I took out. I'm just so, glad you got the harmonicas out again. I forgot yeah. you had those. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I think, was it 12 of them, I think, in all different keys, eh? It was bloody awesome. But I'll be honest, it's the first time I've touched them since you and I had a jam one time up in Thames before I moved away at the end of last year. Uh, but anyway, so we put the jingle together. Oren's singing. He's on guitar. I've added piano. I've put a little bit of guitar in. I'm not a good player like you. I've done the harmonica, blew the dust off the harmonicas and got that out. Uh, I did a bit of whistling and I just played with it and had a bit of fun with it. And um, I think I'm proud of it, man. Yeah, I thought it was good. My kids listened to it and my wife listened to it and they they all thought it was pretty cool. So I think it's a masterpiece, mate. As as far as our skill sets go, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> will it feature in next year's Rock 2000? We will find out. Uh, it may be like uh, the rock radio station are running the Rock 2000 at the moment, which um, wraps up this week on Friday. And someone voted for Baby Shark. One, one vote for Baby Shark, actually. <laughs> they mentioned today yeah. one one for take on me by aha which is not a rock song at all i wonder if next year they might get one vote for the tradio jingle well they're trying to get creed into the top 10 so anything <laughs> can happen will? do you think they will oh they might i don't know if they get enough votes yeah well i don't know we'll see how it goes anyway but we've been listening for almost a month so uh it better have a good top 10 i'm sure it will that uh radio countdown usually has a pretty interesting ending for you and i doesn't it we usually uh <laughs> on the last night, it's, we used to be a tradition that we'd get together and uh, drink far too much beer and uh, listen to the last few songs. It was always exactly. quite good. But the thing is, though, why break that tradition, though? Can we not do that on Friday? We could probably we could probably give it a will. We could probably work <laughs> something out. But I think on Friday as well, by the time you hear this, it, it will be on Friday. Uh, all the episodes will be coming out every other Friday. This Friday will be the first one. Um, and I think what we should do is not just celebrate the end of the Rock 2000 countdown, which is the world's biggest radio countdown, I think, as well. But we should celebrate the fact that our first ever Tradio podcast episode has gone out as well to the masses. So, yep. yeah, you can get it all over the place and we'll tell you where a bit later. But anyway, look, we, we've talked long enough now. We've talked about this jingle, where it came about. Let's go. How do we count this in? Should we try and find a unique way to count in the jingle every time we do a podcast episode? What do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we just do the... Have you oh, got any uh, interesting ways of doing it? Maybe just keep it simple like I did when I did the key change on it. Maybe we just go, a oh, one, two, three, four. What we do you reckon? try that. Okay. Well, you can be the one in charge of counting it in. So you go when you're ready. You ready? Go. A oh, one, two, three, four. A trading guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're measles, we're dads, we're completely the same We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game 
One hits nails and one nails hits. We'll review good beers and just shoot the sh. We're R&B and Andy G. And this is Tradio. Tradio. Fire. Love it. I'm proud of that, dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I love that. It's so, good. Tradio, episode one. I'm pretty stoked on this. Why do we call it Tradio? Well, Oren, what do you do for work? I'm a builder. And builder. actually, I'm an engineer by trade, and I'm a builder on the side. So, so another nickname is Tradie. And I thought Tradie, that's yeah, perfect because yeah, I'm a radio guy. I've been doing radio stuff for 23 years, and I thought Tradie, radio, Tradio. There we go. There's the podcast idea. Our friend of mine, who works in radio came up to me at the end of was it midway through last year 2020 and he said to me dude because i i won best voice talent at the new zealand radio awards last year which was just epic i couldn't believe it still still hasn't sunk in now even though it's a year and a half later my mate said to me why don't you do a podcast for rover which is the streaming platform for mediaworks radio and just talk about you know your your voiceover stuff and i thought you know what no one's going to be interested in that you know (laughs) That's just yeah. that's just me sitting here talking about me, which we've kind of already done so far on this podcast. But anyway, no one's going to want to know about my voiceover journey. It's, that's that's pretty boring stuff to anyone that's not really into the voiceover shit. So I just sat on it for a long time and sort of, in a way, just nicely turned them down and said, look, I don't think I will do this. But it's always been in the back of my mind to do a podcast. And you know, what's the podcast going to be about? And then obviously moved away to Christchurch, yeah. a thousand k's away from the Coromandel Peninsula, where you are. And... I just thought, fuck, you know what? I miss my mate. We need to do something where we're going to catch up and just shoot the shit and why not turn it into a podcast? And here we are. Fortnightly catch up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, I hadn't actually really, I didn't know a lot about podcasts. eh? It's quite funny that we're doing this because I've only ever listened to one or two of them. Mm. And, uh, you know, some some people are mad keen about them. Others, uh, probably like me, haven't really listened to a lot of them, but have just, you know, like, decided what the hell let's give it a go and make one well that's it mate i mean we're gonna we're gonna hopefully build some kind of listener base at the moment i can guarantee we've probably got two listeners your mum and my mum yeah definitely number Uh, one possibly possibly four with our wives but that's doubtful (laughs) (laughs) now they hear enough of our crap exactly exactly (laughs) so we're in here locked away i'm actually in my walk-in wardrobe and you've got your garage there that you built yourself Now I'm out hiding in the office. It's nice out here. It's nice and quiet. It is. It's a good little spot away from yeah. everyone, isn't it? But anyway, yeah. So I think at least we got two good listeners anyway, our mums. Um, but we can only build from there. You had a bit of a busy afternoon, though. Your dog, Ash, uh, has been in the wars. and She did something again, which she did a couple <laughs> yeah. of... Uh, yeah. Was it a year ago she did it as well, eh? Yeah, she's pretty bad. She's a typical Labrador. She decides that eating the compost out of the compost bin is a, is a, is a good way to, to you know get a good feed. But... It never ends well. Again, she's ended up in the. She's having a. She's having a night in the dog motel at the moment. She's oh, right. uh, in the in, in the vet here. Yeah, getting a drip of antibiotics and fluids Jeez. to keep I, her hydrated. I bet it's a <laughs> tad a pretty bad way. I bet it's in a, a tad more expensive than the kind of motel you would stay at, though. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. It'd be a nice night away for me and the wife, but 
Yeah, no. <laughs> Got to spend yeah. it on the dog. Well, that's it, eh? I suppose when you go to a motel yourself, though, they don't hook you up to a drip when you're there, do they? Unless you've gone <laughs> well, to a... Special, do- special kinds of hotels, they probably do. Well, that's it. The ones where they <laughs> kidnap you and nick your kidneys, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you'll wake up in a nice bath of water. Uh, anyway, this is getting grim. But she's all right. So she's hopefully out tomorrow or is yep, it a couple hopefully, of days? Yeah, hopefully. She'll be home. She'll be home tomorrow. We'll pick her up at lunchtime, they reckon, bring her home. And then she's just going to be on antibiotics for a few days until she recovers and I'll have to hide all the compost so she doesn't do it again. Some dogs though, are <laughs> you like you gotta wonder, like you got dogs that are just super intelligent and great. And then you got dogs that if you hook them up to a machine looking for brainwaves, you don't see any action. There's nothing happening. Yeah. Which spe- yeah. where's the on the spectrum is your dog? Yeah, she's pretty good usually. She's quite uh she's quite a bright dog, but she's typical Labrador. You know, they they oh, just yeah. are driven by food. Tasty, it's tasty anything compost. Food, anything they can eat smells good. They'll eat it. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> it could be, it could be manure. Yeah, it could be compost. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah so. cheapers. She'd have a field day because uh, I, I work on the um, family organic veggie farm, uh, as well as all the other bits and pieces I do. You know, like the radio staff and the voiceover stuff. And she would be well into the compost heaps that are on that farm. Those compost <laughs> heaps, mate. You honestly need climbing gear to get up them. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a bloody faux pas on the farm last week. Actually, I was meant to tell you about this. Is I drive, <laughs> I drive the tractors around quite a bit, and you've got to go out onto the farm and pick up all the produce that some of the the, the picking team have actually collected. And I loaded them all, all these crates of freshly picked carrots onto the front of the tractor, just onto a pallet because it's like <laughs> a, it's a forklift tractor, and I'm going at like. 1k an hour because it's really uneven ground and you've got the stack of of crates uh which are tied I and mean, i've got strops around them as well but oh fuck mate honestly i got to this little spot which didn't look that bad at all and suddenly just in <laughs> slow motion 300 kilos of carrots just fell and i'm out in this <laughs> I'm out in the middle of this field all on my own having to pick up 300 kilos of friggin carrots it took me about 45 minutes to do <laughs> I just thought, of course, it would happen to me, but it was one of those things where you can't be angry about it. You know, like it's happened. You've got to just, you just got to move on. <laughs> but it was in slow motion. Honestly, I just sat there and just watched all of these yeah. carrots tumble. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had an interesting thing happen to me last weekend that all happened in slow motion, too. I um, went out dirt bike riding with a few mates because I, you know, quite mad keen on my dirt bike riding. Yeah. And uh, I had a high speed crash. Did you? And yeah, mate, I was pretty lucky I didn't hit anything. My mate that was behind me reckons I missed the pine trees by about five millimeters. That's not the and first time you've done that, though, mate. Let's be honest. No, no, I've done it quite a lot. But last weekend's one was a particularly good one. I've just, the bruising on my stomach has just gone away. I had, my, <laughs> my stomach was black all week. Because I, I, uh, I landed flat on my guts on the ground and I must have landed on a, like a tree root or a oh, yeah. old tree stump or something. And uh, yeah, so as I crashed, though, talking about it being in slow motion, you know, they always say things like that go in slow motion. Yeah. It was, mate. It was like, it just, for me, it all happened in this weird time. Eh? It was it was quite weird, actually. I think it but was it, uh, like, a, it was like a warning. To, maybe now that I'm getting older, I should slow down a little bit. Yeah, you ain't going <laughs> to fucking do that. <laughs> you ain't going to slow down. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be back on your bike next week. Yeah. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna stop you, me I mean, in a hurry. There's no point riding your bike unless you're going to have a spell, eh? I mean, you got to have no fear when you do that stuff, right? Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah. Just at the start of the podcast, we were talking about how there's like a bespoke level four lockdown about 20 minutes up the road from you guys and how I hope it doesn't shut Thames down. They will speak, believe it or not, I hope they don't because they were talking on the news tonight and they were interviewing people over there at uh, Kaiawa, just, mm. just over the other side of the Haraki Gulf to us. Yeah. And they were saying, oh, the only supermarket close enough now is for us to go to Thames. And we we're like, nope, <laughs> you can stay away from Thames. Yeah, you stay yeah, the hell so. over there. Absolutely. It's scary. Eh? It's like, it's almost like people want to go out more when they're not allowed to. Got to understand that this shit's pretty serious. You know, whether people think it's a conspiracy or not, whether it's made up or it's a legit thing, I mean, people have their views on it, right? Because part of my job working on my sister's veggie, sister-in-law veggie farm is I do a lot of the deliveries as well around, around Christchurch City. And for the first time ever, I went into a courier business to pick up some seeds and stuff for the farm. And it was quite a few of them too. And when I went into the building, this was still when we were in level four in Christchurch. So you could still go into all these places because couriers are essential services, et cetera. And I went in there and for the first time ever across this particular lockdown and the last lockdown we had is that someone pointed one of those temperature guns at my forehead. (laughs) Yeah. I've never had this before and it's fine. I mean, that's part of their protocols. That's what they've got to do. But what they do is they point it at your forehead, squeeze the trigger, and it takes about five seconds to register what your temperature is. And this guy yep. came back to me and said, oh, you're like 36.2. And I thought, well, that's not the temperature I should be showing. I think if I'm like 36 degrees, I, I should be in like the fever category, right? But then I he said, know, oh. I think it wasn't 36 like normal? I thought, yeah, I thought like 36 point something was normal temperature and anything over about 37 is starting to get into a fever. You sort of learn these things when, you're, when your wife takes your kid's temperature, you see, when the kids are sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. Yeah. Let's see what Dr. Google has to say about Say 37 degrees Celsius roughly is human body temperature. Say 30, oh yeah, 36.4 to 37.2, right? But the thing is, though, this thing was just on 36, but I thought, well, if it was accurate, it was going to show that I was probably a little yeah. bit warmer than that. But the point of my story is, is that this guy gave me my temperature. He said, oh yeah, 36.2. Can you just write it down on this piece of paper in front of you? And it's just, it's like a piece of A4 paper with a table on it. And everyone else that's gone in there before me has had their temperature taken. There was some dude that was there, literally three people before me, and his temperature was 34. And I thought, dude, you'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just thought, 34 degrees, but this 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 fella has like just legitimately written 34 down on this sheet of paper. Uh, Maybe he was just playing with them. Well, maybe, but seriously though, that that, I think that temperature gun is a little bit fucked. Yeah, yeah, probably fault. Wonder wonder how they calibrate it. They're like pointed at a heater or something. Probably at the jug when they're on their smoko break. <laughs> at 34 degrees. Right, really? 34 degrees? You've got to be joking. You know, and I thought, I thought that's, pretty, that's pretty bad, actually. That, that's that, pretty bad. You might have been out on a cold. Was it a cold day? No, no. It was, it was actually a stunning day. I was wearing a cap. I didn't have a beanie on. But yeah, it was just a bit weird. Anyway, those um, never had one of those things pointed at my forehead before. And to be fair, I no longer have faith in them because they're obviously crap. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. do like what they do with the dog and stick the thermometer up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That'll give an accurate temperature. Can you, just, <laughs> can you just bend over for a second, please? Sure. Drop your pants. Okay, this will just pinch a bit. 
as long as it ain't sticking your mouth afterwards. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you just just put this in for us? Ah, uh, put it in your mouth. I oh, know no, it's a rectal thermometer, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> I got us. I got to say that I've got a good business idea um, that I because I have a lot of time. Oh, rectal thermometers. Rectal thermometers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just driving around the Christchurch CBD quite a bit, and I have a lot of time to think when I'm in between traffic lights. And um, I and like, I spend more time at traffic lights in Christchurch than I did on my commute from home to work in Thames. How about that? There you go. It yeah. is closer. Yeah, it is. Um, there was no traffic lights there either. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. So I've got all this time to think, and I just I've come up with the perfect business idea because there's one thing that pisses me off so much about drivers in this place because I'm obviously a perfect driver, is that <laughs> nobody uses indicators. Like, well, no, people do, but there's a lot of people that don't. I've had this business idea to teach people how to use their indicators. I would make a fortune. I, I think... You must have taken that from Thames down there with you and passed it on to everybody because they they're they're real bad for that here too. Eh? Like nobody indicates. There'd be just someone driving down the road. Next thing you know, they're like, "Whoop!" Off to the right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you expect me to know where you're going. Why don't you just give me a call in the morning before you start your commute and just give me your route, what what way you go, and I'll just know when I'm driving behind you. Oh yeah, it's it's particularly bad up this way as well. Maybe it's just New Zealand in general. They should the cars they import into New Zealand. They should just remove the indicators. Well, they should because they're just a waste of space, yeah. you know. Because my understanding is there's a little lever on the side of your steering wheel, which you either flick up or down, depending on the direction you want to go. Did you know that? Yeah, but some people miss it and they turn the uh, windscreen wipers on. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I can make a lot of money yeah. teaching people how to how to work their indicators. Yeah, yeah. Andy Andy's driving school. Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking as well, like, obviously, this particular podcast is going to grow, right? It's, we're going to, it's going to evolve. We're going to get it better. We're going to get some guests on as well. Yep. And I was just thinking, yeah, you know, yeah. we can get some pretty good yeah, guests good on. We could get yeah. people on like, um, you know, because you love your motocross, we could get people on that specialize in that and just talk a bit about that. You know, we can get guests on that love their beer. I've got one particular friend, actually, who is a very big beer connoisseur. And I think we need to get him on for a chat uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you and I probably end up reviewing beers at some point. I mean, uh, re- yeah. we record these on Tuesday nights, release them on Fridays. So that's the plan going yeah. forward, anyway. So it is a school so night. Who, who's your mate that's gonna? Well, he's a mate that actually works in radio. Uh, he's in the Central North Island, and um, he's got um, a folder on his Facebook page where he calls it the Beer Archive. You know, it's just a oh, play yeah. on archive. And every yeah. week he seems to post a brand new type of beer, like a craft beer that he's tried. So he's got like 700 odd photos of all these different beers that he's tried in, a, in this Facebook yeah. folder. So we've got to get him on for a chat, I think. And I uh, might get him to recommend a few beers that you and I can go and purchase first, and then we can try them when we're on the podcast. And that way then yeah. we can we can tag these breweries and say, hey, we're talking about you. Throw us some money to be sponsors, guys. Sounds like a good idea. I'm I sure we so. could... Uh... We could get fairly good at drinking beer, I think. I think we're there already, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. We were talking about the um, the Rock 2000 countdown just earlier. It takes an entire month to get through this countdown on the Rock Radio Station. So back to that. Have you actually been listening to it? Have you had a, had a chance to, or are you sort of more staunch on other t- other radio stations? Uh, What's the game? No, I've been, I've been listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, last, especially in the last week, this week, last couple yeah. of days, um, I usually listen to the the first couple of weeks, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. 
a lot of the older stuff, so I guess it's it's just a it's a bit of a an odd mix at times. But the last couple of weeks is usually pretty good, so I, I listen more then. Dave Grohl, apparently he's on like seven percent of the entire countdown. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 on a fair bit of stuff there, eh? Yeah, seven percent. That's like um, was it eight percent? Maybe one hundred and sixty of the songs, roughly, out of the yeah. whole two thousand, and that's through. Um, I think Probot is one of his side projects they featured on there. Uh, you got Coins of the Stone Age, Nevada, and of course Foo Fighters, and you, you're guaranteed to hear one of them every day in the countdown. Eh? I think it's pretty impressive. That dude is just a god to get that many uh, songs in some respect. And believe it or not, he was a uh, he's actually never been professionally trained in music. Dave Grohl is a self taught guitarist. I, I didn't know that until I was reading a thing on him a little while ago, eh? and it's pretty impressive con- considering how far he's come and what he, you know, how good he is on a guitar now. Yeah, well, that's pretty, it. When he was drumming impressive. for Nirvana, though, he never really did anything with guitar, did he? I think drums was nah. kind of his main his main thing. Yeah, well, I watched a show just recently. They actually a real cool show to watch on Netflix was just released. It's called Count Me In. Mm-hmm. You should go and watch that, mate. That is an awesome thing. It's all about a lot of the best drummers in the world. It's got like the drummer out of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers in it. Yep. Um, and yeah, a whole lot of guys that they talk about that were the first uh, drummers that brought jazz to America and, and that sort of thing. So it's it's a pretty cool show. And they do mention Dave Grohl in there and how he sort of grew his drumming in Nirvana and then passed it you know, through into Foo Fighters. Yep. And he was doing because he originally wrote a lot of the drum beats for Foo Fighters, and then he, they obviously got another drummer to do it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes he swaps a, though, because Taylor from Foo Fighters sometimes jumps up and sings, and Dave's back on the drums. And I think people get a real kick out of that, eh? Because you don't see him on the drums very often anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had him on the show, the Foo Fighters drummer. What's his name again? Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was on it. Great show. The Nirvana Nevermind album was was in the headlines again recently because you know the baby on the front cover yeah the naked baby chasing that dollar note didn't didn't you try and sue them or something yeah the dude spencer eldon i've got it here spencer eldon yeah he's he's 30 years old now and he says nirvana engaged in child exploitation when the band used a picture of him naked (laughs) on the cover of their album and he's sort of undone his lawsuit because he is trying to sue for damages and the thing yeah. is, is that over the, I saw this pop up the other week is like over the last, I think 10 or 11 years, he's posted himself reenacting that photo on his social media. Yeah. So he's kind of undone his whole situation by being yeah, okay with it. it for his own benefit. Yeah. Exactly. But he, he's okay with it because he's been posting reenactments. And I saw this montage of him reenacting that moment posted together on social media and i just thought this dude's full of shit that's not going to go anywhere dave nah, grohl's nah. probably laughing it off and uh, i just thought this dude is i think 200 dollars was paid to his parents originally for that photo <laughs> yeah that's probably heaps of money back then yeah well, sue your parents for your 200 bucks you know and shut up but you know i would love to have been that baby I, you know what i mean i saw i saw it reenacted again the other day i just happened to be on youtube and a uh, family guy thing popped up and uh, Family Guy had done a, a, a an image of it, eh? and it was like Peter, big fat Peter, <laughs> floating in the water, chasing a dollar. So, yeah, it was quite funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. This dude's still chasing that dollar. Still chasing yeah, that dollar, but I don't think he's going to get anywhere with it just quietly. Talking about voice acting, like your acting, you know, your voice stuff you do. 
the uh, I was actually watching um, Seth McFarlane the other day on a show on TV. Eh? He's actually quite an incredible guy. Eh? The amount of talent and different voices that guy can do. He's he, I think he does something like six or seven voices on Family Guy. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other ones on like American Dad and yeah, he's yeah, got a few spin-offs. Pretty... Yeah, he's very clever. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got a very um, he's got a very unique voice. And you know, if you listen close enough, you can tell it's him. But he's very good at hiding his own voice within those characters. If you know what I mean, like you can actually yeah. find a new voice for each one of these characters without them all sounding like each other. And yeah, yeah, I sort of respect he does, that. He does them in one one cut, too, eh? Yeah, like if it's Stewie. And then Brian and Peter all talking because he does yeah, all yeah. three voices. Yeah. He actually just jumps from one voice to another. Yeah, I think it was on Graham Norton doing script. that. I'm very envious of what he can do, but it's just incredible. And he's also a very good Frank Sinatra impersonator as well. Have you seen him singing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saw him on it was a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he did a, a stint doing that, eh? Singing some of his old songs. Insane, he, he brilliant. It's just incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's obviously where a lot of voiceovers want to be, you know, want to get to. But, um, gee, I don't know. I don't know. This is a very, very uh, big goal. So we might just start small. <laughs> oh, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Get there, mate. Well, that's you'll it. Have to, you'll have to, have to invent New Zealand guy or something. or like, <laughs> New Zealand dad. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand dad. New what Zealand what dad. would New Zealand dad be? You go on stubbies in a singlet and the jandals with a can of beer in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bit like you and I in the summer's day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but anyway, well, Family Guy was banned, I think, in two th- early 2000s. Eh? It was banned for a while, but then it made this miraculous comeback and everyone was stoked. I think it was just too crass for TV. I think Seth would have been just uh, low-key pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah, but he got his way in the end. Exactly. Hey, um, one more thing, actually, and then we'll wrap up this first ever podcast because we've actually covered a fair few things and I don't know how long we've gone for because I haven't got any kind of counter, so we're just sort of winging oh, it. But- oh, yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't looking either. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. You just start yeah. talking, mate, and, annoy you, and the time flies. Time exactly. Flies. A couple of weeks ago, you and I had a catch-up and it got me thinking, actually, this is something we can obviously expand on in a couple of podcasts in the future, but I just think you've got to ask the question, do you hold what you believe is an unofficial world record? You've got to tell the story of how you think you've thrown a paper plane the furthest in the world ever. Please tell the story, man. It's just incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I thought you might have forgotten about that. No, mate. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't forget much. When I was a kid, I had a book given to me on how to make paper airplanes. So my endeavour would be to try and make the best plane I could. So one day I folded up this paper aeroplane like an origami expert and uh, went out onto my deck and threw it lightly into the breeze and thinking it was only going to fall down onto the lawn. And this thing decided it was going to catch the breeze and start disappearing up the road from our house. You lived at the base of a mountain, right? Yeah, yeah. We lived right down sort of at the base of, a, of quite a big hill. You could call it a mountain, pretty close to it. Uh, so yeah, this this paper aeroplane decided it was going to leave the premises and, and start heading up the hill. And for some unknown reason, this thing just caught the breeze and just kept going and going and going and going. <laughs> I Last I saw of it was it disappearing up the ridge from our house, which is probably the top of the ridge would be seven or 800 metres away from our house. And I could just see this dot disappearing up the hill, still flying. And 
I don't know where it went or where it ended up, but it was miles <laughs> away from our house by the time it landed. So, yeah, I reckon that probably would have been an unofficial world record for the longest airplane flight. When you think, yeah, man, because when you think about it, when that hits the top of the mountain or the hill and the peak and then it starts going down the other side, it's going to gain momentum again, isn't it? And then it's going to start taking <laughs> off again and then it's going to drop and then it's going to take off again. It would have been an absolutely massive trip. Oh, yeah, it was. I've never been able to recreate it. I've, I've tried making airplanes, loads of them, you know, with my kids. And because uh, I've told my kids about this story and they think it's the funniest thing ever. And we've tried to recreate it, but we've never been successful. Most of the airplanes go around in a circle and crash. Or maybe I've got one eye that's like bung now and I can't fold airplanes nice and square to make them fly in a straight line. But um, we've tried our best and we haven't been successful yet. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like the method you use to make paper airplanes, you taught your wife because she came down to Christchurch for a, a work thing. And she, uh, ironically, as part of this team building exercise she was doing for this work thing with other teachers down here, they had to build paper airplanes. And, That's right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, she and, and she won it. She did, right? Because she used your method. She did. Yep. She used my, my amazing teaching methods and, uh, yeah, won the competition. She won a voucher, eh? She won a, like a Westfield $50 voucher or something. <laughs> the best paper airplane so sweet see sometimes sometimes these things aren't a waste of time you know you you never know what it could come to you uh, when we catch up in a couple of weeks and i come up for a break man you got to teach me how to do that and we got to we got to try and beat this record no oh, yeah, yeah we might have to find like a, a big hill somewhere and throw them off that and they might go far enough yeah hopefully down if they're going downhill it's all right yeah well, that's the it. one that i threw that day was going uphill which was quite impressive <laughs> yeah that's right yeah i don't yeah that's that's it's one of those one in a million things that you might not ever be able to reenact eh? one one time one of these podcasts will have to bring up the uh homemade fireworks scenarios as well i think <laughs> <laughs> holy crap this is see this is why we've got a podcast because we have so many stories to tell yeah the homemade fireworks they were a uh they were an interesting era. <laughs> okay. I will just add that to our prep and we will bring that up at another time. But anyway, I think that's us, mate. Well, that's our first episode. I think it's gone pretty well to start with. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good it's to catch up right. and have a chat. We need to do it as much as we can because obviously we're thousands of kilometers apart now. So Yeah, thousands and thousands. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, so it's like here I am in Antarctica. Coming up here in a, coming up here in a, in a week or was it? Probably only a couple of weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, not too far First away. Or second now. week of this, yeah. Yeah. First holidays. Sometime my wife knows the dates. I'm not very yeah, good yeah. with retaining. I'm like you, mate. I just, I just, I just let the wife organise all these things, and <laughs> you'll show up on the doorstep, and I'll be like, "Oh, here they are." <laughs> oh, here. Oh, that's right. You were coming down. My wife is very much the same with birthdays. Like she knows so many people's birthdays. She'll start rattling them off if you sort of say, "Oh, when's this person's birthday? When's this?" But she probably knows your birthday. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I know your birthday. It's the 4th of July, right? Oh, close. Oh, 7th. You're close. Fuck. No, 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 keep, no. No, shit. 4th, 5th. 5th. That's oh, it. Jesus Christ. I'm not, See, I, wasn't I, quite born on, I wasn't quite born on Independence Day. And my so. wife would know. She would have known that first off. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, you can just name all these people and she'd just tell you their birthday and that she'd be spot on. She'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday today. And then you'll see it pop <laughs> up as a Facebook thing. You're she, like, how did she know maybe, that? Maybe secretly she's like Rain Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
21, 21st of the ninth, 2021. It's, it, it's Lana's birthday today. Him, him, him. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, uh, I can't do that. I'm hopeless. Eh? I'm hopeless with birthdays and dates. What's I, mine? I probably, most of the time I forget my wife's birthday. That's not a good thing to do, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> I realized What's... the day before, and then go, "Oh shit, I haven't got her anything." I oh, know <laughs> flowers, chocolate. Hey, I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try and make myself look good. Yeah, the three ninety nine bunch from Pack and Save. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! When's my birthday then? Yours. Go on. Oh, fuck if I know. I just told you I'm hopeless with dates. <laughs> it's the same bloody month as yours. Oh, July the twenty. Third. No, 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 quite close. Back, back. Back? July the 20th. 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 15 days after yours, yeah. Oh, look at that. Sweet. Except, except you're way older than me, man. I know. God, grey hair everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, mate. Good to catch up. Yep. Nah. Okay. Well, we will catch you next time, whenever that might be. That'll be in two <laughs> weeks' time. Of course, we uh, because this is a podcast, you've got to have a Facebook page, the Tradio Podcast on Facebook, or just go to facebook.com slash Tradio Podcast. Uh, put together a real cool logo, which encapsulates sort of both of us. It's made of tools and microphones and all sorts, and it spells out the word Tradio. I think it's come out quite cool. Um, yeah, oh, that did come up good, eh? I like yeah, that. It's awesome. But if you want to, you can uh, send us a message through Tradio Podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, we'd love it. We want to get some guests on. You can email tradiochat at gmail.com. And, of course, get all the episodes of Tradio on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Cheer, brother. See you next time. See you later. See you. Tradio.